0: Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Feel the Gap, the podcast where we share stories and conversations about being human. Um, Today, my name is Samson. And I'm Paula. And as usual, this is not, our
1: not our (laughs) real names. Um, We're not professionals, clearly not grammatically correct all the time either. (laughs) Hopefully, we are just like your neighborhood friends who can share a bit about all the experiences and feelings that we usually have. And on today's episode, we're taking it a bit closer to home, just the two of us again, and trying to go into a topic that maybe is a bit more vulnerable, and about the idea about the fear of taking that leap of faith. Sometimes, when it comes to things that matter a lot to us, whether it's relationships or a big goal or project that we are looking forward to, and we kind of come up to came to this topic. Um, I think. Samson was talking about some experiences that she's had in her life recently, um, and Samson, maybe you want to
0: share a bit about that first. Sure, sure. So, um, well, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago we talked about uh, getting a house, right? My my partner and I we're finally getting a house, and it's a long process with HDB. But ours is a it's a fast story compared to the rest. Now right? mean, mm. people have to wait like three, five years, five, seven years. You know, uh, but ours is like less than a year. So I'm I'm thankful for that, right? Um, but but a very weird or interesting thing that happened was um, I throughout this entire journey, the house felt so distant. Mm. It felt so far away that I didn't imagine myself living there too much. Mm. Um, the one time I got super excited. Uh, was was picking the unit at mm. HDB. Like, mm. oh my god, it's ours. Mm. We paid the the two thousand um, dollars. That is the option to purchase. Mm. And then throughout the next couple of months, um, okay. you know, you start planning for stuff, right? You find the uh, ID. You start thinking about how you wanna put up your your house, the different lights, uh, themes, and stuff, right? Uh, and and my partner. Uh, Aaron was so so excited about everything like there were so many times that he just said okay I'm just gonna go visit the house without even like we don't have the keys to the house yet just like he just spies on our house outside (laughs) and that excites him so much Um, and we can get into that maybe later or in a separate episode but uh, for me I'm like why I I don't get it, mm. right? I don't understand the thrill, the excitement. I mean, it, it is our house, but mm. we can't go in. So mm. what are we looking forward to? Mm. <laughs> right? If I'm in this space, it's different. Mm. Um, but yeah, so uh, the, that part was like, a bit weird the way that he's so excited and I'm like, seemingly not very excited. In my mind, it was just planning things. Okay, we need uh, to decide on the fridge, the oven, mm. the stovetop, like all these things, all the things that we need to think about. Mm. Um, and prepare beforehand. And all this with the big giant question mark of when are we getting our keys?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Um, then eventually we pushed HDB a little bit. Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but eventually we got uh, the date of our lease agreement, mm. which is in eight days from now.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's super exciting. Like, finally we have a date in mind. We can start planning things and things can start moving. Mm-hmm. And that date... Knowing that that date is in, in printed somewhere, finally I got excited, yeah, finally, I let myself like, "Oh my gosh, it's here, it's gonna be here soon, and yeah. <laughs> we can start buying stuff, we can start I mean we can be in the space and imagine how everything would look, so I got super excited afterwards, but then that that weird transition between not being excited to being excited was was familiar um and also a bit like jarring compared to aaron's experience so he he said this reminds me of something um it reminds me of when we first started dating and you uh you said you didn't want to let yourself love me too much and and then once we were actually together and then like all the feelings got unleashed um yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting because he actually pointed it out and I didn't realize it on my own. Mm. And and I agree. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It was almost like a sense of... like a fear of commitment. I didn't let myself get in too deep uh, before I know that it is, like, coming. Mm. Like, it's it's set in stone. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Even though in the case of the house, it was already the case. Like, we said the option agreement, yeah. right? The option to purchase... Uh, so it's ours already. Mm. But having the, the uncertainty of how close it is,
2: mm. if
0: it's going to be one year from now because of COVID, mm. or if it's going to be like five years from now, I don't know. Mm. Um, like all these things mattered to me and I didn't let myself get into too deep of like the dream of living together yeah. until I knew for certain that it's when.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, that's, I think both your perspective and Aaron's perspective are very understandable, right? Like I'm hearing from your side is that you, you're not... There's kind of that hesitance to allow yourself to dream too detailedly. To, to fully invest, right? As though it's a reality um, before it is a reality. Yeah, And there's a very pragmatic side to that as well. But also from what you're saying, there's this also a fearful side mm-hmm. of potentially not... Having things work out? Yeah. Well, it's, it's quite funny because actually things will work out regardless. It's just a matter of when for you.
0: Yes. Yes. I don't know. Like, I have a lot of anxiety around making things perfect the first time around. Mm, mm. Like, I don't want to mess up knowing that I could have done it a certain way. Mm. And so I try and assess all the different ways to do it.
1: And the different ways it could not work yeah, out. Yeah. Well. Like,
0: okay, this is not a good method. Or this yeah. is a good method. Yeah. Let me explore these methods. And then it's just... And listen, all the methods yeah, you
1: know yeah you're trying to chase that certainty yeah all the time yeah. all the
2: time yeah yeah
1: well, i can see from erin's side i feel like i i kind of relate more to erin's <laughs> <laughs> in my personality as well That's good as a you know um a dreamer <laughs> about like um for example um my partner and i you know, we do think about getting an apartment someday, mm-hmm. right? Or, or whether it's living together or whatever it might be. Um, and I love looking at apartments. Mm-hmm. I love looking at apartments. And so, I would have times when we would have dates mm-hmm. and I'd like, okay, let's go apartment shopping. Let's just look at... <laughs> <laughs> Even though you know, none of these apartments would be any apartments that we would ever like oh, wow. move into, right? Because it's not in the foreseeable future yet. But it's just like, I just love looking mm, at it
2: yeah.
1: and envisioning an mm. idea. And I used to be the type of person that would, like, bring my Ikea, you know those Ikea catalogs? Uh-huh. And I'll go to, like, the bathroom, and I'll sit down, and uh-huh. I'll, like, calculate. <laughs> unless was I say I have to pick up all these items, how much do how much cost? it cost oh, to make wow. my room look like that? Even though I would never buy, my dad would never let me buy any of those things anyway. Um, but wow. I have a bit more of that. Um, I like to imagine spaces. Right. Um, I think that doesn't bring me as much fear, mm. right? But I agree with you on the other point about that there are things that do bring up um, that that hesitation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? The closer it cuts to your vulnerable
2: mm-hmm.
1: side, the, clo- the more you're likely to want to hold back.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So I guess, you know, like, what makes you think <laughs> this certainty uh-huh. is so, why does it matter to you so much, I guess?
0: I I don't know. Um, let's see. In the case of the house, it's like... It has to be... Um, we 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 didn't rush into this. We know we wanted to get married. We know we wanted to live together. So we're like, okay, what's the fastest option for us to get there? Mm. It's the sales of balance or option... Oh, what's that? Open booking. Mm. Um, so we decided, okay, sales of balance because... I mean, it was the closer one. It was mm-hmm. the closest option uh, in, in when we started applying. And it was the... Like, it had some good options. So mm-hmm. we chose that method. Um, and we had the expectation of, okay, if it's going to be... Uh, the keys are already available. We expect to move in ASAP, mm-hmm. right? But knowing that with the uncertainty of COVID, with the uncertainty of, like, contractors not being available um, because of COVID then it's like, okay, when can we actually live in this house? Mm. And I guess that affects a lot of things because the expectation was, I want to move in by the end of the year, maybe. Mm. Like That's the ideal situation. Um, And I wouldn't let myself think too far of like having to change my habits, having to change um, my, I guess, way of living Mm. from this household to the next household like, I cannot allow myself to think too much because I don't know when it's happening. Mm. It's like wasted effort, yeah. right? If I think yeah. now, it's like, it's not going to happen for another year. Yeah. Then then think for what? But what's so bad about thinking about it? I have no idea. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it's almost like it's a dream that I'll never have or it's a dream that I won't have until a certain time. So it's like, like wasted effort. Okay. But
1: must you? I guess like, it's like, some people could be, yeah, it doesn't really matter. But for yeah. you, you have this... You know, when, when Aaron has that... His intentions to go visit and plan, yeah. right? It's not that you're nonchalant about it. You're quite like...
0: Yeah, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> right? It's
1: a bit of, of a aversion to, yeah. to the idea of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Like, he will want to go and I'm like, okay. Yeah. um, Yeah, I, go. I mean, I... I mean, I'd I, I I'd say like, no, don't go without me, but I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, he'd still go and, and of course, You'll he, go with he, he enjoys and okay. I, I do go with him once in a while. But okay. it's just, weird. It's a weird dynamic. I mean, I probably wouldn't go as much as it sounds like Aaron does go. Um, No, I think if he had more free time, he'd go more often, <laughs> but he doesn't go that much. Um, oh, how are Aaron for you hearing this on the
1: podcast? <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. No, no. he's not mocking you.
0: <laughs> We are, <laughs> but, but he has his points. Like I, I know if he was here, he he'd explain it pretty well. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But on the point of like the relationship, knowing the certainty, I think is, is a better explanation. It's mm. like knowing that this person is committed and as committed as I am to mm. him, um, allows me to have that safety mechanism to mm. fall, uh, Onto each other, onto the relationship, yeah right? Like we know we're here for each other, yeah. and I'm not loving more than the other person, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Um. So so it's almost like I'm matching. I'm trying yeah. to match with yeah. him. Like, okay, he's he's not committed yet, or he's uncertain. I can't be un- I can't be certain. Yeah. Right. Even though I know I I'm I am I am, I am right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess it's more of a feeling of safety, a feeling of stable ground. Yeah. For me, that's the same with the house. Like yeah. knowing when it's going to happen provides a sense of expectation and planning to live a certain life by a certain time. Yeah. But without that, it's like there's so much confusion and uncertainty. It feels very um, overwhelming mm. to consider all the variables mm. in this process. Mm. Uh, mm. But when I know like these things are set stone, then I can plan. Mm. So I'm I'm just that you're kind a of
1: You're Yeah, yeah. I like to worry about all the different parts and have it all in a yeah. sense of control. I yeah, consider. yeah, that's yeah.
0: that's definitely me. Yeah.
1: But I think even, let's say, without that um, planner side of your personality, the other part's about not letting yourself invest too much in a relationship or in loving somebody until you feel more stable.
2: Yeah.
1: Or that the part that you said about, like, I want to give as much as I know that person is giving. Kind of, I think that's extremely relatable. What kind of whatever kind of personality yeah, you yeah. might be, right? Especially when it comes to relationships, um, we're very afraid of getting hurt. <laughs> we all are, right? Yeah. You don't want to get hurt, and so you are, you're a bit more cautious about your standing in the relationship. You don't want to be the one who is the more vulnerable one. Yeah. in this space, and then getting hurt at the end of the day. I think that's so valid and so true. Um, I definitely struggle with that a lot as well. Yeah, to tell. <laughs> um, I think, especially before getting into this relationship that I'm in, and during the early days of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And even till now, actually, there's mm-hmm. some of that lingers, obviously, not to the extent that it was before. But definitely, a lot of, even when I was like casually you know going on dates or mm. you know things that are very superficial that i don't expect them to go anywhere and i don't want them to go mm-hmm. anywhere either there would also be this very vulnerable side of me that's like i don't want to show that i'm too invested yeah. in fact i don't want to get too invested yeah 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 um and it's very cautious yeah And it's, yeah, and it's a very scary space to be. And I think it it is also a very anxiety-provoking space to be because what that means is that you're constantly evaluating (laughs) where the other person is relative to you. But it's a failed endeavor most of the time.
2: What do you
0: mean?
1: Well, in the sense that we can never have really accurate oh. evaluations of where that person lies unless they tell us. Yeah. And even then if you are a doubtful person, yeah. somebody could tell you where <laughs> they are standing and you will still be like, mm, "What if he's just saying that yeah, just to appease yeah. me or something?" <laughs> right? You can it depends on how much you are willing to trust. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I guess a leap of faith in mm. relationships, right? That you to a certain extent to feel contented and safe, mm. you have to yeah. almost take that leap of faith.
2: Yeah.
1: In risk. Right? Yeah. Like Brene Brown always yeah. says, vulnerability has to has to come first. And it's it's a risk. Yeah. Right. Choosing to be vulnerable is choosing to take a risk because it could fail. That's a reality. Yeah. yeah. And if it fails you get hurt. But then you also have to learn to deal with that. Yeah. Or whatever that comes. So it is scary. And I think um when I was in my early days of dating. Yeah my current partner chan um it was so funny (laughs) i was a complete different personality really well i mean like he won't tell you that i'm a different person but my name like the way we interacted is very different from the way we interact now right and he would tell you like i'm always trying to portray like this cool girl it's just (laughs) just, like uh, very distant very cool kind of thing um which I have to agree is true, right? I would have a bit more of a different demeanour yeah. when I'm with him during the early days. Um, and I would be very uncomfortable, mm. I think, during early days with affection. Mm. Super uncomfortable. So Chan is a lot more, was a lot more affectionate than me at the start mm. of our relationship, mm-hmm. even when we first met.
2: Mm.
1: And that was my biggest turnoff. Like. <gasps> In that relationship, in that space, when he felt so affectionate and, like, you know, if you, like, call me, like, affectionate terms or that kind of, like, you know, I don't know, just, like, affection, right, very close affection. Um, And I was very uncomfortable by it. And it became, like, a turn-off for me. But obviously, now, in this stage of our relationship, it's not. Mm. And in fact, I'm, like, if not more affectionate than him sometimes. But during the early stages, it's very... I didn't know what to do with that, right? I didn't know if, like... I was so worried that it would burn hot fast
2: and then burn out
1: fast as well. I see. And I didn't want to trust that it was fully genuine or that it would fully translate into something sustainable and long-term.
0: Oh. Were you intentionally being, um, like, a bit guarded? Yes, I was.
1: I was. I mean, I think there's a part of me that's just instinctive. Like, it was very instinctive, like... I feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. around this, and he's being too much
2: mm-hmm.
1: around me. Um, but then also, you know, I guess it's like both instinctive and mm. intentional, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In keeping myself safe. Right. So that was a big issue for me at the start. And I think I even told him about, like, uh, I feel very uncomfortable when you're like looking at me. <laughs> 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 All right. So, <laughs> so they're like, why are you looking at me so much? <laughs> <laughs> I I'm comfortable with it. Um, Thinking my gosh, that's so long ago. But I was. But I think... um, Yeah, it didn't get better until time happened. Yeah. And also, you know, when we officially decided to be in a relationship. Like, it took me a while Mm. from when he asked. It took me a month to then say, like, okay, let's be in a relationship. Right. And obviously, we have our own considerations because it's a long distance. Mm. Um, But... Yeah, I was really afraid, right? I was really afraid of any, of, of what would happen. And even after being in a relationship, it's also, you know, um that cautiousness mm. in my mind about, make you know, what things, how things will work out. Even though mm. I, I love mm. to make plans and want to make plans with him, that is unfortunately also the back of my mind that's kind of like, Shit. scared yeah, yeah like scared you know like I'm scared that I'm making all these plans whatever doesn't work out Yeah. Um, knock on wood and all of that right yeah. um, obviously everybody's relationship is different yeah. and even in our relationship we had other events and factors for that play into my cautiousness and perhaps his mm-hmm. whatever he might be feeling on his side um, but I think yeah I think it's inevitable sometimes to have that yeah
0: right? yeah Wait, um, did anything change from when you decided that you're gonna, you're gonna accept his, um, uh, proposition of being together? <laughs> did anything change? Um, I think it was,
1: it was a very, um, it's ironic, I guess, because his affection or his, like, persistence in that affection during that early days that we knew each other, was kind of even though in this at the start it was the turn off factor. Yeah. Over time, that became the um, plus factor in that you know um, this person is willing to put in so much mm. to make me feel secure in mm. this relationship, right? Mm. And which was a very nice thing, mm. right? I think with all relationships, the biggest issue is security, which is why it's hard to take a yeah. leap of faith, right? Yeah. You're not always secure in it. And and yeah, and then I guess also over time I was thinking, well, I don't wanna stop talking to him. Right. Right. Um, it feels kinda of wrong to just stop talking to this person. Um, and I guess like what's the harm of
0: just continuing of to,
1: just continuing and trying, right? Yeah. And the only difference is deciding that I'm gonna be committed to this mm. versus like I'm half assing.
0: Right. The yeah. Process.
1: yeah. Um I guess that's my own personal growth. Mm. Right to decide mm. that I'm just going to take that leap of faith.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the half assing thing really, really relates to me at least. Um, that's how I feel when I was like, okay, I'm just half one foot in the door. I'm yeah. not I'm not there yet. Yeah, until until we say we're together. Yeah, almost like um, that meant anything. Even though I knew, but I didn't really. I I knew in a like a deeper level, but I needed it to be true mm. from him. Mm. Um and to be fair I, in our conversations together it was um I could tell that we were both on the same page already it just yeah. wasn't said officially and yeah. somehow the saying officially makes a difference yeah um but like uh the other thing you said about even when you're together, there are still considerations of like, what if this doesn't work out? Yeah. Which is normal. Yeah. I think even as us about to get married soon, um, I still have that. Like, there are many ways that this couldn't work out. Yeah. People grow. Some people grow together. Some people grow apart.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and we have had to have like conversations about divorce, about kids, about yeah. like the tough shit. You know, yeah. you have to talk about it. If yeah. not, then your eyes are not wide open when you get married. Yeah. That's that's the worst kind. <laughs> Do
1: you, you gonna get a prenup?
0: No, 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 no. Um, Why no, not? No I'm not against it. Really? I mean, I think... I don't know. I don't think we both have enough wealth to, to, to <laughs> talk, talk about a prenup. Um, yeah, and also I don't think anyone would... Maybe that's naive of me. Hmm. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think we are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even then, it's like, not just the growing apart. People could die. Yes. yes right? Like, yes, there's yes, a lot so of too. ways that this couldn't work out. Yeah, and yeah. Um, every time I make a plan that's, like, a bit significant, yeah. my brain goes to all these scenarios where it won't work out. Yeah. So, like, these few days, I go to, I, I travel in a car with him or... Uh, alone, and then I think, okay, what if I die? And what's gonna happen to him? Yeah. Or what if he dies? What's gonna happen to me? Yeah. That runs through my mind almost every day. Yeah. And I mean, it could be exhausting, yeah. but um, it also helps me, like, appreciate that, you know, this isn't forever. Mm. Um, yeah. So, the part about like fear of what could go wrong always exists, not just yeah. in relationships, but yeah. just like in general. Yeah. Um no matter what stage you're in, I think. Next time when you have kids, if you have kids, it's yeah. like they could die. Yeah. That would be the worst thing I could ever yeah. feel as a parent seeing my kid die. Yes. Oh my God. Like I think of that once in a while and I like I go I go crazy. <laughs> like, oh my God.
1: And that's worrying for you, right? Worrying is yeah, that's my thing. That's my, that's my MO. But at the same time, worrying, you know, worrying can become a very unproductive thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's you trying to chase that 100% certainty in life.
2: Yeah.
1: And and so when you're chasing 100% certainty, you're chasing, you know, when you're thinking about, oh, but what if this happened? What? And, and planning out all scenarios, trying to find that secret, that big secret answer that's going to like... Change it all. Change it all. That's like, give me that security and like, that would be great. Um, but that's impossible, yeah. right? Because the future is, as the future is impossible <laughs> to know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it creates kind of
0: like this spiral of yeah helplessness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it on on cases where I'm uh, a bit overwhelmed or a bit too anxious, like for whatever reason, work, family. Um, I tend to spiral a bit more, but. Mm. But on a day-to-day basis, even though I think of these things um, as it comes and arises, Mm. it doesn't affect me that much. It, like, fades away. So, I guess it's just a quality of my character. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think it's relatable in terms of that fear of how things could go wrong and the fear of Wanting to even put yourself out there yeah. in in fear of that rejection. Yeah,
1: and I think that's really understandable, right? Um, and it kind of reminds me of um, this, I don't know, not really quote, I can't remember where I heard it from, but it's one of those things that I try to remember when I'm feeling a bit insecure with relationships and things like that. That you don't really genuinely choose to love somebody only with the criteria that they'll love you back. Uh-huh. Right, mm. you'd be like, I'm not going to love you unless you love me back. <laughs> that, you know, that's not really lo- unconditional love mm, in that mm, sense, mm. right? And I know probably we might be romanticizing love in that way because mm. I, side topic, but I do genuinely believe that love should also have boundaries to it. It shouldn't be unconditional. Oh, but yeah. At the same time, forming a relationship with somebody or choosing to love somebody or to care for somebody it's not like i only care for everybody in my life because i know they care back for me
0: yeah
1: right and and i think that's that almost
0: it's okay it's fine. Uh,
1: that almost selfless part of relationships mm. and human relationships that we form connections independent sometimes of mm. other people and yeah. their feelings back towards us.
0: Yeah. And that's the brave part about being in love and choosing to care for other people, right? Um, that's also the vulnerable, vulnerable part. Hmm. Like knowing that you, you <laughs> on like a deeper level, uh, truly care for someone and being really, like not being able to know whether the person loves you back and also loves you as much back. There's just no way to tell. There's no what. There's no like, yeah. rule between yeah. zero and a hundred. Yeah. Blood test. <laughs> this is how much you love someone. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just... When it comes to the matters of heart, like, you have mm. no way to measure. <laughs> no. You just have to go for blind faith.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? And uh, that reminds me of something that I found out in therapy as well, which... Uh, early on in my my relationship with, with Aaron, um, it was very interesting because I've always felt that he had this innate nature to give himself, like give 100% of himself mm. to everyone around. Mm. Um, and of course, that comes with pros and cons. Some people don't deserve that. Mm. Um, but he has the ability to give that mm. much. Mm. And for me, I am... I, I almost like go 1% at a time.
2: Mm.
0: You know? And sometimes it gets to a certain point and I can't break through that number. I, I don't know why it goes back to numbers, but um, you get the point. Like, he's willing to give all of it. Not willing. He has the ability to, to give all of himself and I kind of don't. And I thought that was a huge problem. Like, it's not fair. It's not fair that I get so much love and I can't give as much. I see. Right? And then in therapy, I... I brought it up. And I'm like, what, what do I do? Mm. Um, and then my therapist said, there's no way to measure, number one. And number two, um, it's okay. Like, to, for someone to love you more than you love them, it's not a problem until you think it's a problem. Right. Does that make sense? Like, if, if this discrepancy is an issue, mm. then, then you solve the issue. But if innately, it, both parties are okay with it, Mm. Then it's completely fine. Mm. And it's not that you're willingly withholding back, but it's more like um, on, on this scale, maybe in terms of listening, mm. uh, you are able to listen more than the other person listens. And if for that couple that dynamic works, then there's no issue.
2: Mm. But if
0: for another couple like I cannot I need I need 5050 I need um, I need you to be listening more than me talking, mm. for example then then that's a communication problem to solve to to, to adjust, yeah. right? Yeah. But every couple is different. Every they have like different sets of traits right. and characteristics that allow for different scales. Yeah. Right? So in an arbitrary sense that hundred percent and maybe eighty five percent or whatever the number is, at any one point in time, you can make it an issue, uh if if there is an underlying problem yeah. or it's just if both parties are okay with it, then it's okay. Okay, okay. Right? Like on a high level, that's kind of the, the idea. So I guess what you're kind of
1: saying is that even this idea about you and your partner having different degrees in which you're willing to take that leap, leap of faith, right, it doesn't have to be a problem. Yeah. If in your dynamic with your relationship, that works. Yeah. Um, but for some couples, that wouldn't work yeah. because one couple is not one person in the
0: relationship might not be comfortable with the other person being more hesitant yeah. or holding back themselves yeah. a bit more um so in my case when i went to therapy and try and get this problem of the discrepancy i wanted to figure out why i wasn't able to give my all mm. to to my partner and and that being like in in my case it was me being hypercritical about everything i see yeah and and i and he had a lot of patience in mm. seeing, accepting my flaws and accepting my mm. um, traits that aren't as pretty. I see. Right? So, I had trouble being as patient as, and as kind to him. And I didn't like that.
1: Mm. And so... So, it's less of a problem. Less, it sounds like less of it was about you. Less of it was about that you withholding yourself in that relationship. And mm-hmm. it was more it sounds like mm. it's a bit more that you had a problem with yourself, yeah, um you had an issue about yourself that you would like to work on, yeah rather than it being about the dynamics of the relationship, specifically.
0: Well, I guess it's both. So I had a problem that I wanted to work on in relation to the relationship, right, right because it's i can't I don't like the fact that I was being like that, right to him right. when he is so much better to me. Right. right. So there was an d- idea of a discrepancy on how much he is to me, in, mm. pre- in quotes, and how much I am to him. Mm. And how much I can give. How much kindness I can give.
1: See, then I, I, I find that a very interesting thing that maybe I want to be a bit of a contentious person with that, sure. right? That it sounded like in terms of value, how much you value Aaron and how much you value the relationship... Could have been equal to how much he was choosing to value the relationship, not choosing, how much he did value Mm -hmm. the relationship and you.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. The difference is less of the value and more of the ways in which you were dispensing yourself. Right. So I guess, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. That you valued him enough, that you knew you valued him enough, or rather, you valued him enough to the point where you could recognize that you were not giving enough of yourself.
0: Yeah.
1: And you wanted to give more because you valued him already that much. So it's not that you both had imbalance in valuing each other. It sounds more like Aaron just had that ability
2: Mm. or
1: that willingness as he was going about it to Mm. do it in a very warmth and free open way
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus your side you were giving your you know giving yourself in a slower more closed up way mm. um, because of your personal hesitations be. insecurities or you know judgment of yourself in different ways but underlying that you valued him just as much just as much
0: yeah maybe <laughs> Maybe. We'll never know. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean it in in this dynamic I've always recognized that he's a much better human being than I am. <laughs> Early on in the relationship and uh, then I don't know why I feel uncomfortable with that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So Yeah, you can explain why why you're uncomfortable with that in a, in a moment and I could guess why. But what uh, what I mean by like better human being is He's such a giver and so generous, so kind um, that those were traits that I admired mm. that I didn't have innately as much uh, yeah. to strangers, to yeah. uh, people that I loved. Um, and those were things that I wanted to have but also didn't care to have. You know, it's, it's tough to, to change. <laughs> yeah. But seeing someone be like that a certain way, yeah. uh, to me... It feels wrong for me to be any other way but to match him. I. Yeah. Yeah, it's complex and yeah. it's it's tough to explain. But yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, he makes me want to be better. That's a good thing. No, that's a great thing. Yeah. I definitely don't want to diminish that. No, no, that is a great thing. But I feel like I went around in, in many circles just to get to this point. <laughs> well, I guess... I don't know. I guess the reason why I said I felt
1: uncomfortable with that is... Yeah. You know, I understand the part about how you have certain values that you think are important
2: mm-hmm.
1: that you don't naturally perhaps find yourself embodying all the time, right? Like yes. you say his warmth yes. and things like that. And you really admire that, which is why you're like, oh, I want to be more like that. Mm. Um, but at the same time, though, I think it it isn't always that these traits or having these traits makes this person the better one in the relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Right? The better human being in the relationship. <laughs> you could be a very kind, warm, and affectionate individual. And at the same time, those traits could mean that you have a lot, could could contribute to that person having a harder time setting healthy boundaries in the relationship.
0: Oh, no, absolutely, yeah.
1: Or them having expectations that, if I'm being so kind to you all the time, I'm going I'm out of my way to be kind to you all the time, why are you not giving the same back to me,
2: Mm.
1: right? So because they have these expectations on themselves, it translates into the expectations that they have towards other people as well. Mm. And then there sometimes becomes this resentment, Mm. underlying or frustration of that unmet need, the unmet expectation, right? Which then I think becomes a bit unfair.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: Mm -hmm. that's not the contractual terms of this relationship, right? (laughs) We both have to be, you know... I'm obviously going a bit extreme yeah. in my example, but I think this can and does occur. Oh, absolutely. sometimes in relationships, right? Um, where one partner feels like they have to give so much mm. in order to keep the relationship happy. This is yeah. what we should do. But then they start to feel very shortchanged. Mm. They start to feel un- unsatisfied, dissatisfied, discontented in that relationship because the other person is not giving as much
2: mm.
1: Um, mm. right so it's not I don't know it's hard to I feel very uncomfortable when people say that oh one of us is a better and not so better human being obviously there are clear examples when one is like doing horrible things <laughs> like abusive and yeah, is yeah, a yeah. cheater and you know clearly there, are, there yeah. are benchmarks for that
0: yeah okay I mean I threw that as a, a side comment um <laughs> <sighs> I know I I, I, get, a I I get I get your concern mm. or or like the use of that term. I don't truly think that he is better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't think that I am better than him although I say that to him a lot mm. just as a joke right? mm. but um I think as people there are some things he's better at than me at mm. and there's some things that I'm better than him at yeah. and together we balance each other out yeah. but there are some values that I see in him that I'm like I wish I had that yeah. and it feels to me this is completely on my own judgment that um, he gives so much uh, like his this value is so high
2: yeah.
0: for me yeah. it's like I need to match because right. I feel like it's unfair to him yeah. even though he doesn't expect that from me
2: Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: so it's completely on my own yeah. and I if I was okay with that and I in a different relationship, maybe I could be completely okay with that. Mm. That he is someone that will go out his way to do something for me and I won't feel like that's unfair because mm. I will never do that for him. Mm. If I can accept that, then that's not a problem, mm. right? But if I feel like, oh man, I wish I would do that for him, mm. then it's like an internal struggle. It's a, it's a personal growth, right? That, that's yeah, your yeah. personal
1: issue with yourself Correct. in relation to the relationship. yes. Um and I guess that's what I was trying to get to about rather than it being the relationship itself that has a oh, problem. Okay. It's our own personal sense of ourselves
0: uh-huh. in that space.
1: Yeah, yeah. That we yeah. wanted to grow in or work on.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Yeah. Okay. That Yeah. I think I think we distilled that quite a bit.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> we've also gone away from the initial part about <laughs> taking that leap of faith in relationships. I mean it is
0: it is to me, it's all about like that balance, right? Like the the vulnerability of knowing, um, knowing what you want, and then knowing what you can have, and then like mm. seeing if the person can match up to that. Mm. Um,
1: and I guess wow. this idea about the leap of faith, or our fear for commitment in relationships or things like that, mm. also stems from, I guess, in many ways, it's an individual journey. Mm our own journey in allowing ourselves to take risks, mm. in realizing and accepting what we can or cannot handle on our own. Yeah. Because as much as a relationship is about two people, it is also about us as the individual. Yeah. Right. And I think during my early days, I felt a lot of this sense of personal growth, mm. regardless of how the relationship was, in my decision to yeah, take that, leap faith, right? Yeah. And every day that I do feel anxious or I do have concerns or worries, that conversation that I have internally with myself, whether it's reassurance of my own ability to handle if things don't go well, or reminding myself of my own worth,
2: independent
1: mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Right. A lot of that is our own ego strength.
2: Yeah.
1: That we are trying to build. Um and I think that comes with all the risk that we choose to take in life when it matters to us.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There is that sense of,
0: that I can handle it. Yeah. I think we don't really, we don't really know how much potential growth we can mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. prior to entering a relationship. Yeah. You also don't understand, well not you lah, but like, yes, like it's for we, me lah. Yeah, la, yeah. Um, uh, I didn't understand how much work goes into a relationship. Mm. It just felt like okay, two people like each other, they yeah. get together. Yeah. But the amount of personal growth mm. and potential harm you can do to each other
2: mm.
0: is immense, mm. especially if you love each other a lot. Mm. Right, like you can, uh, if you don't know how to self-regulate, uh, if you accidentally project or yeah. say some shit,
2: yeah,
0: you hurt each other a lot. Yeah, and that opening yourself up to that potential risk...
2: Yeah.
0: ...is scary. Yeah. And it's also a bit unknown prior to entering a relationship. Yeah, yeah. So, what I found in this, these few years with, with Aaron is that it is a lot of work just to remember that we love each other, mm. remember that we're always on the same team, mm. and to do a lot more work on myself. Mm to be a better person for myself and for him and for my family and friends.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm very thankful that this was a great, this is a great relationship that has helped me to grow and help him to grow. Uh, but as someone who, I mean, if we're talking about that tinkering point between wanting to love someone more or less or mm. keeping a walls up, mm. it's completely uncertain. Mm. You cannot know any of this until you're in it mm. right and I mean flip a coin this could have been an abusive relationship <laughs> and and shit lah, like yeah. you know you gotta handle it very differently yeah and I was looking at I was listening to a Steve Jobs um, speech recently and he said you can't connect the dots looking forward you can only connect the dots looking back mm. and that has to come with like in the in the topic of Vulnerability and risk. Sometimes you just gotta do it, and you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. But you, looking back, you can connect the dots. Hopefully, I mean, yeah. in his in his examples, yeah, he, he could always connect the dots.
1: Yeah. yeah. I agree, and I think that's such a beautiful way of like you know, I guess on the con it's like, this is, you know, you sharing all of that is a contrast to how you started today's podcast conversation about, <laughs> um, that comment <laughs> about <laughs> Aaron said, um, that you don't want to invest in it until you're in it. Um, yeah. and it's a complete contrast when you come to the end of it, because inevitably, um, choosing to do something or be with someone. Yeah. will require you to, to do it. Yeah. And to do it means that you could win or you could lose, or, or both. Or both, right? Or nothing at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's about how at, also at the same time, we choose to make sense of that at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. There's always a learning,
1: though, I there's, there's always a learning, right? Which is, I guess, the part about connecting the dots yeah. after. So that translates to future dots that you will <laughs> ever make again. Um, but I guess it also reminds me to the part where I think it's important to remind ourselves that nothing is so permanent mm. in that way. Right, yeah, You
0: can always make decisions. You
1: can always make decisions. And I think that's the part where sometimes we forget. We think that if I make this decision, yeah. whatever happens next, that's it, right? Yeah. What if I get my heart broken? That's it. Yeah. Or oh, what if this... There's like a finality. Yeah, there's a finality. This plan doesn't work out and that's it, right? But um, it will hurt. It will be painful or disappointing. But it also won't be it mm. unless you decide
2: mm. that that will
1: be it for yourself, right? Mm. That life just somehow... Goes on in its own way,
0: yeah.
1: and it changes. It changes, yeah.
0: and we can in ways we can't even expect.
1: In ways we can't even expect, and telling ourselves that no, nothing will ever work out again, is is our way of deciding our path sometimes in mm. a in a close minded way, unfortunately, but also in a very common way that we do that to ourselves sometimes. Yeah, because um, we're so afraid of the unknown. Oh
0: this has been helpful because now I don't have to worry about my house that much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your house is already going to come anyway. So that's why you (laughs) don't have to worry about it. Wait till you have to plan for your wedding.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, no. This helps. Like, I always I put too much planning into the future but I forget sometimes that it doesn't have to be perfect. You just have to do it and then you learn. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same thing with initially before knowing the key collection, like, knowing, having, living in the uncertainty and then trying to make all these decisions what's the best stretch, what's the best bid, what's this, what's that. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a lot of money, right? it's like, it's going to yeah. be like tens of thousands of dollars and I want to make the best decision but then I realised at some point, like, yeah, you're never going to make the best decision. You're going to, you're going to lose somewhere and yeah. that's fine, yeah. right? Live with it, this is life.
1: You might you might get the delivery two weeks later. Whoa, there's a new version out on the market, and it's like oh, fuck. for that one hundred dollars more, it has so much more efficiency, yeah. or whatever. There's no like way that. you could have known yeah, that. Yeah, there's no way you could have known that. There's no way you could have known that. And if you're gonna beat yourself up about it every single time life improves,
2: yeah,
0: then oh, uh, that's it's bit, just painful. Yeah, it's
1: just painful. But right.
0: yeah. yeah, so I think we've we've gone on quite a bit about. Um, this whole journey of, of making the right choice. Yeah,
1: especially when it comes to relationships. relationships. Yeah. So hopefully this was something interesting um, for everyone to hear. As usual, you know, um, we hope that our stories, our experiences and what we talk about can resonate with people out there in some shape or form. Um, and we do love to hear from you if you also have any stories or ideas.
0: Yeah. Hopefully this has been fun and have a great day, week, month
1: (laughs) many months (laughs) all right we'll see you take
0: care bye